Mala! Yuck, Mala! Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am truly pleased to be joined by my good friends. And I have Jack Hall. Sup? Sup? I got Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs? Well, are they the Coke-flavored Tic Tacs? There's Coke-flavored Tic Tacs? There surely is. Well, let's, okay, no, let's let's move they're, on. They're, they're when, they're, they're from, like, the grape, grape uh, flavor, or not grape, grape, grapefruit. So they're from, like, uh, probably, like, the, uh, when it was uh, pink, they made pink ones for the uh, Women's Breast Cancer Month, um, like, three or four years ago. That's when they're from. Okay, well, that's good. I was going to suggest that perhaps they were from 1986, when our movie is from, but, uh, but... You know, let, no. let's move on and talk about talk to our other our other friends. So we have James Kata. Uh, when he rattled that thing, I honestly thought he was playing Yahtzee. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> let's, in fact, fuck this podcast. Let's just play Yahtzee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good I with that. I'm... Let's go online and play Yahtzee somewhere. I wonder if anyone was doing Yahtzee on Twitch. <laughs> in on that market. <laughs> and we have a special treat today. This time we are joined by Nick Boxer, but he's on location as he searches for Brad Doc. He has promised that he would bring Brad in. Nick, how are you? I'm doing good. If you hear any slurping sounds, I have I'm I'm having a Mr. Noodle because it's cold up here in the wilds of Alaska. Oof. All right. Alaska, that's where Brad Doc has been missing to. Freaking cold. Actually, I've discovered he is not here. I'm just freezing my ass off for no apparent reason. Apparently, there was a woman who made love, love to him. So I'm hot on the trail, but this whore won't give up the info. Can she you, made uh, what to him? <laughs> can, can you see Russia from where you are? <laughs> you know what? Palin is blocking the view. Well... <laughs> Today we are here to to. Ex- I don't know what you guys heard, but I heard Brad Dawk has had sex with Sarah Palin. <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? But uh, or a family member. <laughs> let's 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 talk about why we're actually here, which is which is our new season, season whatever the hell. I don't even know what the hell season this is, James. Uh, I know that it's the I cannon fodder season, but what number? Yeah, uh, sixteen. Or what are we calling 16. it? Sixteen. Cannon fodder, I believe. Is yeah, what cannon fodder was a suggestion, and and it's as good a suggestion as any. <laughs> and so, speaking of cannon, that means that we are talking about cannon movies, and we all love our good cannon movies, the Golan and Globus years, and oh, so much fun. And speaking of fun. We're starting off with the Sam Furstenberg movie, Avenging Force, starring Michael Dudikoff, the good old American ninja. And now, Nick Boxer, would you please explain Avenging Force? I wish I could explain Avenging Force, um, but I'm going to give it a try, successful or not. Uh, Michael Dudikoff is a good old boy, bubba type dude, and he has a friend who's running for New Orleans City Council or something, it doesn't matter because there's a group of evil white supremacists in town and they are run by a cabal of Nazi ninjas. Now, these Nazi ninjas are, I believe their goal is to take over the world and run a human hunting club. They're focused. They're not real focused bad guys here. Now, they, in an attempt to take over their world, they kill a family member of Judicoff's best friend. And, uh, you know, Judicoff is going, you know, that sucks, but I'm not going undercover to, to take these guys down yet. So, you know, the bad guys attack again. They end up killing a whole bunch more people. More family members die. Dudikoff's father, I believe, Grandpa Jimmy dies. Then he's willing to go down uh, undercover. Oh, sorry. Uh, I forget. He's still not a... It isn't until his sister 
is taken hostage. So in this movie, she is the first thing we see, and I immediately went, you know what? Her name might as well be hostage. Because um, she's getting taken hostage, and she does. So my, 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 Michael Dudikoff goes right undercover, volunteering basically to be hunted by this Nazi ring of white supremacists. Um, and, you know, he takes care of business. That's, that's all I have to say. So did any other, uh, other of you ever think, hey, he's going under uh, undercover because he doesn't? No. Does no, he? No, he <laughs> no, no, does not go no, it's, undercover. And it's, undercover. And it's, I, well, no, he never goes move. undercover. All of that, and I'm fixated on you, your repeated mentions of undercover. No, no, that never happens. They they tell they ask him if he wants to go undercover and he says not yet. Well, and the truth and then is, he is never does. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's because does. that's because the Pentangle, this group the the of uh, you know the, this group of whack jobs, uh, is essentially already knows who he is. He can't go undercover if they already know who the hell he is. Oh yeah, which makes it, it can't get... which makes it weird that they brought it up at all. Like. <laughs> <laughs> what was well, the story? Why was, what there's was very the... little avenging or force in this movie, and that's the title. So <laughs> uh, there's very well the whole movie is. Let's put it this way: it's silly, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but but the thing it's about it is, yeah, it's 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 that '80s action B movie action silliness where you go, I'm checking my head at the door, and then all the silliness I'm not going to think about, and you just enjoy it and. And man, I have a lot of fun with the movie. I was like, when the movie was over, I was like, man, I like that movie. Like, <laughs> you know what I what I felt really like, enjoyable for me. This this actually felt like, you know, one of Sam Furstenberg's really more coherent movies. Oh, no question, <laughs> no question. There wasn't tons of plot holes. Sure, there's some really really amazing, like I can't believe they left that in there. That looks so crappy shots and stuff. But, you know, it's like cheap budget or whatever. But like as far as like Sam Furstenberg, I mean, it's it's not for him. It's not that insane. It's, no, it's pretty competent. Yeah. I, and, and I think that's the that's the thing that really threw me, because I've seen quite a few of Sam Furstenberg's movies and almost all of them have a general insanity in common. So I was really excited to be watching Avenging Force. And then, and, I, and make no doubt, I mean, any time you get Michael Dudikoff, any time you get Steve James, I mean, I love, you know, Paul Ryan. Like, I think he's amazing. But, you know, when you get these guys, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, that was a really good, solid 80s action movie. Yeah. I was why this wasn't American Ninja 3. Well, in, in some territories, it was released as American Ninja 2. Makes you feel any better. It was originally supposed oh. to be Missy in Action 2. No, not Missy Invasion Man, USA. Uh, Invasion USA 2. Yeah. Which, having that seen is, Invasion we, USA, wow. this does not feel <laughs> like it belongs no, there a, at it's all. It's not a sequel anymore. No. Yeah, I, I, I wonder how much rewriting they did between those two things. Because, yeah, it, it doesn't have that, that same feel. It, it wouldn't make that much sense as a sequel. But they still it makes kept more sense the name. American Ninja. <laughs> yeah, like they still kept Matt Hunter as a name. Uh, I'm, well, there's, there's one point names where are the toughest thing to come up with. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and when you have a good well, one like well, Matt well, Hunter. Matt Matt Hunter. Where where do, is Matt Hunter a name from something else? Well, yeah, Invasion USA is the name of the Chuck Norris character. Oh, okay. No, I got confused because I was thinking I couldn't remember that Joe was the name of Michael Dudikoff in American Ninja. Mm, yes, that's right. The, there's there's a bit where uh, Dudikoff is looking at a photo of him and his best buddy, Steve James, and I'm fairly certain that the photo he looks at is a still from American Ninja. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me at all, yeah. I mean, Steve James is easy to find in most of these and there and there's like there's such a lineage between these also uh when you get into delta force i mean john p ryan and delta force 2 is over the top oh that's right yeah <laughs> great villain in delta force yeah he's he's not the villain he's the he's the general in delta force 2 he's not the villain at all and that's oh the that's right he's, yeah here he's the villain that's right. 
Yes, yeah, and he and is he, the villain. He's he's often, seen Chewin as the villain. He too. often plays a wonderful villain because because he does seen Chew so much. But that's that's why I get excited anytime I see him because he he's got the, the wild eyes. <laughs> he's got the one speech though, like because it, it is this. What's it called again? What's the name of the group? The Pentangle. 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 That's it. So the, to give people some perspective, this is a, a far right uh, white supremacist group. And at one point, he turns to the guys during this speech and he says, I'm proud of you, you boys. And anybody else get a little bit, like, creeped out? Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt. When he starts talking about, like, the Mexicans and, and like, them them taking over the country and stuff like that, like, it's pretty spot on for nowadays with the I know, it's like the, I'm pretty sure half of these guys were at the Capitol riots. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. The, the, the outfits that they wear are very similar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I was I was taken by I was taken by the outfits because so the we 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 meet what I thought for most of the film was the five members the five heads of the pentangle, uh, and then like late on in the movie they're like no no that guy that you thought was the fifth member is just like hanging around. There's a secret fifth member. He, he, the yeah, the guy that you thought was the was the member was apparently the head of security or something like that. Something and like that, yeah. he sure didn't look like a head of security. I actually no, he thought wasn't. he would have been the accountant. Yeah, he's the accountant of the bank tackle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually forgot, thought for, you know, white supremacist Nazis, they were quite open-minded. I mean, they did practice all sorts of martial arts from other cultures. Mm-hmm. They employed uh, transsexual prostitutes. Uh, they employed a whole bunch of Norlene gutter folk. I thought that for Nazis, they were open-minded. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is that, is that yes, okay, so, so there was a liberal usage of the N-word when it came to Steve James, but I'm not 100% sure that they were... St- like completely neo-Nazi um, well, right-wingers. Didn't our leader say, you know, Hitler got it right in the scene near the end? Yeah, he mentions that at dinner, that, uh, you know, Hitler's yeah. on the right track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Up I mean, there. there's also there's also quite a few squastics <laughs> laid around. And, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think the one difference from this that puts it as an 80s thing as opposed to what you'd hear now is, uh, is that communists is where they go yes yes the commies uh, are the problem the the yellow-bellied liberals are handing the country to the communists uh, <laughs> and not and the now, socialists yes that's right now the yellow-bellied liberals will be handing it to socialists um <laughs> i blame canada but the it's yeah, he starts that uh, that speech as God, uh, as just like a raw raw thing, and then like very quickly pivots into uh, uh, into a like a Nazi <laughs> heavy duty thing pretty fast. They do a they do a salute that which is weird. Is half, it's it's almost uh, it's almost like a a Nazi salute, but they're they're actually like clenched fist. But about half the people in the crowd do the arm in the air and then. Like their left hand over their like left underarm. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was almost I, like they were either trying to make a farting noise with their arm, <laughs> or they were trying to like you know do that do that whole like um, you know up yours arm motion. And, yeah. And it was yeah, kind it's... of and 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 only like three or four were doing it the same way in any cluster. Yeah, it looked like they hadn't been given clear direction, or they had been given all, like. They had they have been given like a variety of types of things. Um, one guy looked like he was just trying to hold his arm up, like he had done this for too long and his arm was tired, like oh, like probably. when you're a kid in school. Like thirty <laughs> seconds before they shot, one of the guys goes, "Hey, I got an idea." <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> everybody like how do this. Most of this movie was put together. Everybody grab their underarm. Yeah, yeah. Everyone put your hand in your heart. The heart's on the other side. It's too late. <laughs> it'll it'll look great. It'll look great. <laughs> shoot it. Shoot it. We've got too many people in this room. We need to shoot it. Uh, we'll have to feed them. Yeah, I mean, though, this is like like I say. I mean, one of Canon is probably. I I enjoyed this more in American Ninja. Personally, put it that way. I think it's one of their most exciting action films. Michael Dudikoff is such an interesting 
actor because you're I, you're never actually sure if he if he if it's just that this is the way he thinks that he should be acting or if that <laughs> is truly his range. <laughs> You do get the sense he could jump into karate or dancing at any time <laughs> in a film. It's it's a very random element to add. Michael Dudikoff's delivery is uh, is what I'm used to for the uh, the the actors we see in these movies who whose first language isn't English. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but he's ten times the actor that, than the guy who played Grandpa. Like if there was a flatter delivery I've ever heard in my life, I don't know if I've I, I can't think of it. No, the, the grandpa was really so disappointed. Grandpa didn't get to take out any Nazis. Yeah, you know, I always knew he was gonna die, but I did not know he'd go out. You know, just without taking anybody with him. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, Grandpa being being Dudikoff's grandpa, you would think he would, uh, you know, uh, uh, be the guy to taught him the karate. Pardon me. I thought he'd get a cheap shot in. You know, yeah. it's got under the table or something, but nope, just gone. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about this film. It's, not, it's brutal about who it kills. It's brutal. Oh, I, absolutely brutal. Yes. There wasn't a death of a family member that I didn't go, hey, we really need that? Yeah. Any time you actually kill children in a movie, it's brutal. And Oh, viciously and kill like one. Brutal. It's not like, oops, we nicked him and he died. But no. Yeah, the first it's one you perfect. could almost say it's like he just got the first time the the like the eleven year old got killed. You'd be like, oh, he got caught in the crossfire. Maybe I guess the second one they just come right up to a, a kid who from the fall should have already been dead, but yeah. wasn't, and just yeah. shoot him. <laughs> they just shoot this kid who's like five, and it's it's brutal. And you sort of, they sort of let, like, get you, like, involved with the kid. You kind of like him by the time they kill on that one. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, because moments before, he's saved in the fire, like, really heroically saved from a fire, you know, by Dudikoff and, and, and James. And and you're like, it's, it's like, you know, and he's like, don't let my son die. And Dudikoff breaks him out and takes him there. And you're like, and then they just shoot him. <laughs> they, just, they just throw him off a roof he lives somehow and then they shoot him did anyone else have a little bit of a problem with uh, Steve James dying when he did we're an hour into this movie just about the time you're going okay Michael and Steve are going in American Ninja style you know this is ramping up and then all of a sudden what I thought was one of the heroes of our movie just died well, he had a heroic death, though, so I, I could see it. You know, I don't. I, maybe I was just looking forward to Steve James being hunted by these guys, but I don't know. It's yeah, it's still like structurally, it's still weird because like if you're gonna kill him, you could have just killed him at the beginning. Um, but I guess you needed yeah, something. No, and, you needed something for the second act. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's a revenge film at that point. Yeah, oh. pretty much. Yeah, I guess it's. Oh. it's I mean, when it first started, I mean, that was one thing I was really caught off guard because I'm like, oh, it's, what is it, most dangerous game or whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm like, it's going to be that, that whole movie. I'm like, that's great. I love those movies. There's a hundred of them, but I love them. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens that has nothing to do with the game (laughs) before they actually get to the game, uh, which doesn't last very long. But Dudikoff gets in there, just takes them right out. To be fair, the actual game must have been the most horrendous dude ever. The whole, that whole sequence when they're being he's being hunted is all in rain. That would have been cold. It would have taken a long time. It, it, would have it took two weeks apparently. Of it was a two week shoot, and Dudikoff had a came out of it full of cuts and bruises and and everything you can imagine. So yeah, I'm sure he was glad it, it, it wasn't. It looked good, yeah. but I can't imagine that being pleasant. No, no, it wouldn't be pleasant. Like I say, he didn't have a good time. That wasn't the funnest two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Want to get to scoring? Uh, can I ask can one talk last? About the math. Oh wait, you're, you're going to ask what did we? What did this film teach you? <laughs> you're about to ask that. 
Yes. <laughs> you lie. Yes, I was. <laughs> uh, so, so there's secret society um, with secret uh, leaders. But at one point, they say that uh, the Steve James character, the reason they're mad at him is because he prevented them from buying land to set up their hunting human space. <laughs> <laughs> Which they have anyways. Really made me question the level of secret that they are. That the <laughs> Well, I'm like, how did he prevent them? He's running for senator, but he's not the senator yet. The young guy is the senator. I, so I think they say he's on the city council then. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. he's running for I think it's because I think it's state senate, but don't don't quote me on that. Oh, <laughs> oh let's, let's face it. Any positions in government here are very confusing. Because, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even 100 percent because I think Michael Dudikoff was a secret surge, uh, secret service agent. Yes. And yeah, they say that they with him. The, CIA. They say that both of them were secret service agents, um, but the photo of them is uh, together is uh, in the military. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyone's but, guess. Yeah. <laughs> What the uh, yeah? So what did this film teach you? Anybody to teach anybody anything? Uh, gym ma- and some gym masks don't have noses. Some uh, some don't. Yes, that's that's a good point. Uh, I learned that an arrow through the leg will now. heal in two weeks. I was gonna say that exact same thing. Like uh, <laughs> I, yeah, t- totally an arrow through the leg, fleshy part of the leg, you know, stuff like that, and and a good arrow, not not like just a. Like yep, just a lean little, through. Yeah, and, and one side to the other. Yep, and totally fine in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two. It takes two weeks to heal from that, and if you pull it out, you you just pull it right out uh, the the thicker side instead of the. <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm ready to go to scoring. Yes, yes, sounds good. All right, in our search for the ultimate b movie we rate each film in five categories none of these categories is objective quality the first one is called schlock appeal and we start with stan i was i was really expecting heavy schlock out of this and so i think that that when when i just basically got a good solid action movie out of it i was kind of a little disappointed doesn't mean that i didn't enjoy watching the movie but it wasn't quite the the like you know, Ninja 3 or Deadly Prey, perhaps, that I was hoping for. So I'm only going to give it a 7. Um, yeah, well, I think I'd go exactly where the American Ninja series goes for a block. Um, but you're right. It's, it's a 7. You'd love to go high, but it, it doesn't have that, like, gross line that real block has. It's fun. It's, yeah, it doesn't. Again, it's not, it's not a schlocky, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's appealing in that way, um, but it's not as schlocky as as uh, films yeah, that we've seen in the past or we'll see with a real movie either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I also had a seven on this. Uh, I, I, I didn't actually hear next number there. Oh, he had a seven. He had seven. All right. He has sevens across the board so far. I, all right, uh, I will. Uh, I'll say it's it's not quite as schlocky as that. Uh, six for me. I think uh, I think there's points for you know uh, you know the deadliest prey, uh, the, hunting the deadliest prey, and uh, and the weird weird outfits. But uh, uh, overall, yeah, it's it's a, it's an action film and does actiony things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, more heart than budget. Uh, what I saw four million. Uh, this is where Jack tells me he saw forty-seven million. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see anything but four million. All right, four million. <laughs> well, you know, four million. Um, given that, I mean, honestly, this really could have been shot with the leftovers from American Ninja. <laughs> so it's kind of like just hiring the people to be in it, um, and. Yeah, there's. It's not even like there's a whole lot of gunfire and stuff like that. Um, you know, they basically burned down a house. Um, I can only go with a six. Mm. Nick oh. can only go with a grunt. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm just thinking. I, I was going to go with a six too, but 
No, I'm I'm gonna up at one for a seven, but that's just not to agree with you twice in a row. Okay, so uh, I mean, we're on the same level though. I mean, I'm I'm like, it, it's really um, it, as far as like what you're seeing on screen, it's about the level of every '80s B movie action film or even TV show like. Like the stunts and, and the things you see aren't any greater than you would watch in, you know, an episode of the A Team or something. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's like there's nothing really spectacular. There's nothing where I'm like just full of heart. But on the other hand, uh, they did build like they they did. Okay, they burned down the house and but they built the house to to burn down and stuff like that. So that's a little bit of effort. So I'll, I'll give it a seven. I'm going to go in at a six. Um, I, I will compliment the the big set piece of the of the movie is actually like ten or fifteen minutes in. It's the it's when uh, when Steve James' family gets attacked uh, at a Mardi Gras mm-hmm. float. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the like uh, two days to film that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big scene. I, w- I was I was curious enough that I actually like tried to figure out on uh, Google Maps where that was, uh, and. Uh, uh, because New Orleans really hasn't doesn't change that much. Those those buildings are probably a hundred years old. Uh, but it's it's a neat piece. It's like you know it's a shootout in the in an intersection in uh, the French Quarter. It's quite well done. Um, and then you know they burn down a house. But I mean who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, six six <laughs> six for me as well. Uh, what the fuck moments? This is one of those cases where I thought for sure for sure that we were going to be, you know, great in what the fuck territory because of the fact that honestly, when I saw like what looked like Cobra villains on screen, you know, cause you had a guy who was like croc master with the mask on and like, and the claw and then the white face guy with the, with the, with the samurai swords. And then, and then you get John P. Ryan wearing the, the like, really crazy like dragon mask and the other guy who I actually thought was Dudikoff for a bit and and like those right there were like well that's uh, that's what the fuck and then and then they take them off and, and start explaining it and it's like oh, okay okay that's fine uh you know th- you talked about the Mardi Gras thing and I, it was very interesting because like there were so many people and then there was the fight and then the streets were cleared which I was amazed by and then about 30 seconds afterwards, the streets are like f- chock full again. They were, there was actually a couple of shots of people like, woohoo, having a party. Meanwhile, like there's been a shooting half a block away. Um, so they, they did a good job of, uh, of coming back out after that. Um, there was lots of winking in the early part of the movie. Yeah. Which I noticed. That was really freaking weird. It was just Everyone's like. Everyone's winking at everyone. Yeah. It, it's like a lot of guys winking at guys like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I see you. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the end, when when Dudikoff goes to the ad, uh, admiral and kind of intimates that he was the fifth member, and he's and he's just like, yeah, the pentangle says that they're just getting started. So am I. <laughs> and it was kind of like, really? What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it just seems so out of place given the way that everything else. Uh, had played out, and obviously I would suggest it was setting up a sequel that uh, that unfortunately we'll never get. But um, I'll give this one I'll give this one a six. Yeah, um, the the ending was huge for me because you know they're setting it up, but he just sort of oh neither am I and just walked off, and the credits go right over his face like boom. That was very what what the fuck for me. Also, could they not afford a fourth mask? Because you just describe you describe the four bad guys, and you three of them have really cool masks, and the guy that everyone gets, I'm sure, got confused with Michael Dudikoff, you know, the fourth member of the cabal. Um, he gets a bandana. Nothing else. Everyone else has a fancy mask. I thought that was a strange choice. Uh, that and you, we also talked about the big Mardi Gras scene, uh, face off shootout chase scene. Michael Dudikoff does a beautiful climb up this two story building, but all I could think of was 
isn't that the easiest way to get killed? Because he has he, he's going up right where the shooter should be. All the shooter has to do is stay where he is to kill Michael. Um, I thought it was just because he was totally vulnerable there. I thought that was weird. Um, yeah, but not over the top. I'm 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 going with a five. Like I got a, a few a little bit higher because uh, I mean, first off, that mask that John P. Ryan is wearing is like nonsensical. I mean, I'm, yeah, oh, it's, it's like the most ridiculous merman. thing ever. What's that? It's, it's merman from He Man, definitely. It, like, yeah, it, merman, tra- traditional Mardi thing. Gras, really. Like it's, it's yeah, 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 and and yeah. and he does yeah. he does uh, tend to affect. Uh, some sort of Norleans accent. Yes, he does attempt to affect some sort of Norleans accent, and that mask is just not the type of mask that a killer would wear. <laughs> like it's like if it if it's Mardi Gras, if it's intended to intimidate your opponent, uh, it doesn't. It just looks silly. Um, it sort of deserves a little bit. You mentioned the uh, the Mardi Gras parade how there's like tons of people and then everybody scatters and the streets are completely empty there is nobody anywhere nobody the next morning the next morning they show a bunch of photographs of michael dudikoff from the exact moments when there's nobody there to take the picture there was nobody around and those are the moments when they have multiple pictures and camera angles of him from all sorts of different places, and they've managed to get it within 24 hours uh, or less. Uh, to me, that was WTF. But uh, uh, when the kid falls off the roof and it's obviously a dummy, <laughs> I laugh out loud. It's, it's very it's true because so he, he bounces and the wrong, all the wrong way. First, like, first, like, like I, it's clearly they only had one take because it's, it's. I think Dudikoff did his own. He did most of his own stunts. I'm pretty sure that was him. It looked like him. So he takes this dummy, this little, this supposed to be this five year old kid or six year old or whatever, and and first the thing he's supposed to clearly land and roll, and protect the dummy, but he accidentally instead rolls too far and lands with his full weight right on top of the dummy. Bam. <laughs> Then they bounce off that. That's off the first fl- off the first floor, and then they bounce to the ground, and the dummy just lands with this thud. And it's like any any kid that age would be completely dead. I could not stop howling at that. It just looks so ridiculous and so fake. And speaking of so fake, uh, Dudikoff and uh, the obvious um, stunt double. That did uh, the fighting for John P. Ryan uh, with a wig, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, a white wig. wig that was like so much thicker and bigger than his actual hair. It just looks so out of place. At least it was the and right was color. So obviously not. It was the white, right color, but so obviously not him. Uh, yeah, so I got a seven on this. It was like a dyed afro. It was like so different than his hair. Oh. Uh, the. the I, the thing I want to add to that great fall off the roof, because I, I also thought that whole that whole thing was so hilarious, is that uh, they're not trying to kill Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> uh, John Ryan gives the order, I want him alive. So they shoot him in the leg and he falls off a second story building. <laughs> I'm like, this. I'm like that, that was the take him alive plan? Because <laughs> it, it feels like the kill him plan. <laughs> both, both of which are, are easy enough to fix in under two weeks. Well, yeah, he's fine. He's fine <laughs> two weeks later. But hey, don't worry about it. Uh, he probably would have been dead. But luckily he landed on the kid. <laughs> well... <laughs> And if you look at the at the Mardi Gras scene at the beginning, it, when when Steve James grabs the first kid, it actually looks like he's he's using the kid as a shield. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, well, what got me was actually was he's got his wife beside him and his kid beside him. He gets down and he uses his one arm to grab his wife. His other arm to grab his kid, he does not use. So the kid, so he basically saves his wife's life and leaves the kid up there. And I'm like, dude, that was crazy. Like, right choice. <laughs> they, they were all going to die anyway, so it didn't really matter. True. true. Uh, the wife also <laughs> died brutally. Yes. yes yeah, yeah. 
unnecessarily uh, violently. Um, <laughs> the 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 outf- I, I love uh, Stan's comparison to uh, to Cobra from G.I. Joe for those outfits. Um, the especially oh, the the bald guy. Uh, oh yeah. I know, we've seen, I know we've seen him in other films. I know he's he shown up in other films. Um, who is dressed in like this bondage type outfit? I'm like these like these guys are bond type villains and they are dressed like eyes wide shut. Uh, it's such a yeah, weird choice. <laughs> and he's said to be one of the top martial artists in the world. And meanwhile, oh, oh, I I forgot that. Thank you for reminding me. They do not say he's one of the top martial artists in the world. They say in something that sounds tougher than it really it sounds like a it sounds like a tough guy competition and it's not. They say that he is a world champion Iron Man competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Iron Man competitors yeah. are swimmers. Yeah, marathon. They, they run it's marathon, like, they bike, and they swim, so they all look like swimmers. <laughs> I did catch that too, but I kind of figured there must be some sort of other Iron Man competition. <laughs> the Pentangle. The, one I knew. the Pentangle has their own Iron Man competition. Uh, that that it's never that it's not clear until almost the very end that uh, that there's a secret fifth member of the Pentangle. I missed it, by the way, somehow. So when that whole scene happened at the end, I went, there was a fifth member? Well, it's, <laughs> it's Pentangle. It's five. So they uh, say yeah. it's uh, representative really? of five I, leaders. I called it out way early that that his boss was a member. Like, that guy who was this boss, by the way, that played the Ambrose, James Booth, also wrote the film. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, my I also really loved um, one of the one of the guys in the agency and his mustache, which was really like fancy and kind of went up at the sides. It was just like he looked like a villain. <laughs> Mustaches uh, that curl upwards always makes you look like a villain. Yeah, <laughs> this is a fact. The the the, cent, the the center like second act peak of this film is. Uh, is that they lure uh, Steve James to what is obviously a setup? Uh, like it, it couldn't possibly be more of a setup. They're mm-hmm. like, we want to interview for you for this news program. Please go to this intersection in an industrial area. And he's told this is obviously a setup. And then they, then they drive there. Not only did they not bring weapons, not only did they not <laughs> think to get weapons. Steve James doesn't even bring a shirt. Uh, he, he took the shirt un- off because he was getting ready for this. <laughs> that they are. Well, they they talked about. Do you have a piece? Nope. They, they do, but I mean, they, at no point did they. They don't. They weren't there. Like they. <laughs> it's, the other thing it's is, still the not US, only do like, they not the corner store carries guns. <laughs> yeah, not not only do they not have guns and or get guns, but when they beat up their with their martial arts, a guy with a gun. Until the very last moment of the battle, they leave every single one of those guns behind. It, and that happens Dude, throughout the movie. Dudikoff oh, does that in the in the, fina- the yeah. whole final section too. Yeah. He's there's he's, a sword. He's fighting the, there's a crossbow. He's fighting the four guys individually, and uh, he he declines to take any of their weapons with him. <laughs> Up until the very end. Wallet, but doesn't take the knife right beside it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he took his wallet. For reasons, actually, that was one of the weird moments when I still thought that the accountant guy who gets killed earlier was the fifth member. Mm-hmm. Is that they they open up the wallet and there's a photo of the four members of the pentangle. I'm like, was this guy so unpopular they didn't even bring him in group photos? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't invited to the fishing trips and stuff. Yeah, poor You're guy. Four, four of the five members of the pentangle. They're the really... guys in like a. The confusing part of the of that photo too was the fact that it doesn't have the fifth member, who apparently no. is super secret even to the pentangle. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> well, I actually had a question about the pentangle. They say they only really know of the group because they've discovered bodies from the hunting trip marked with the symbol of the pentangle. Do we ever see the symbol? Mm, no. In the movie, I didn't. Well, it, well, a pentangle is the same as a pentagram. So, yeah. but but if that to... were the case, you would just call them pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> because pentangle is not a common word. No, no, no it's not. No, no, it's not. 
So, yeah, that, like I said, with that whole secret society thing, it, see, it varies throughout the film how secret they actually are. Uh, they, they could put bids down on property, but <laughs> but no one knows their names. I don't know. Yeah, uh, this one guy is able to stop all the investigations to the point where they can they can attack people in broad daylight and shoot a bunch of people at a, at a parade, leave no evidence behind that could be found. Like I, I know this was before, like the the uh, the you know the security was tightened as much as it is now, but uh, for national security. But come on, this is a little seems ridiculous. Like, oh, you do get the sense these attacks didn't even make the news. <laughs> well, they 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 did say to to cover things up, you know, to or to make sure that none of it got out at some point. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I know it was float. before social media, but come on now. <laughs> come on. Well, and they managed to ke- – apparently the Secret Service managed to keep it away from the FBI as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like as we've gone, maybe my, my score should go up. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it does less feel less like that. Sense yes, yes. No, give, bump me up one. Bump oh. you up to a seven there. Huh. I, I'm I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go an eight. I was gonna go seven, but yeah, it makes even less sense as we talk it out. Um, memorable moments. I think the interesting thing for this is that um, as much as as much as I'll probably remember like the masks and the look of the of the villains, and maybe a little bit of like John P. Ryan and of course Michael Dudikoff, but it it, it feels so much like at the end of watching four American ninjas and anything else that Michael Dudikoff does, there's not going to be a whole lot of like, which one was Avenging Force again? It'll be, you know, it'll be like, I don't remember that one very well, but um, mostly because it's just pretty consistent. I mean, I mean, we've talked about it a lot now and, and torn it apart pretty well, but, uh, but it, it still remains pretty consistent. I can only give it a five. Uh, I have to go lower. I'm going way low, basement low with the three, just because it's not even the most memorable movie starring Steve James and Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> that is, yeah. Um, I, I think that New Orleans scene will stick with me pretty good. And, um, I mean, uh, so the rest of it, I mean, it's like how much do I remember American Ninja? Not a whole ton, you know, just a little bit. And I'll probably remember about the same. But I think that that one set piece, yeah, the, the parade will be larger in my memory and, and stand out. So I'll give it a six. Yeah, I think I think the parade's the only thing that's not going to blur into being an American Ninja movie for me. Uh, I, I think uh, once I – I'm sure that we will do all of the American Ninja series uh, before we're done of this. <laughs> so Seems likely. Uh, I, I think that uh, most of it will end up. Um, in the the part of my brain that's in charge of American Ninja, I'm ready uh, for an all Dudikoff season. There's certainly there's still so much to uh, to get into, and I'm sure that you could pick almost any Dudikoff movie at random, and it would work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, only a five for me. Uh, final category is crazy concept. Well, you know, you speak about the Dudikoff factor, and he definitely brought the Dudikoff factor to this one. It feels like American Ninja was a supposed sequel to Invasion USA, and has the uh, and has elements of the plot of Deadly Prey. So I mean, it's it's really hard. But the one thing I'll really say about this is that for the most part, it just seemed like if there was a good way to kill somebody, they would always eschew it to go for the way that Michael Dudikoff would punch and kick a lot more. There was always going to be a fight, a fight scene, even if he could have pushed the guy off the roof right off the bat. Uh, so I'm going to go with a four. Uh, sorry, I forget what category is this. Crazy concept. Oh, crazy concept. Yes. Uh, no. Um, you know, I'm going to give it some points for being a sequel to a movie that didn't have any of the stars from the first movie in the movie. Um, but it isn't a sequel. We established it was written as a sequel, but they but decided it, to not make a sequel. A, isn't that concept? Um, sure, sure, that's concept. No, but yeah, no, I'm not going high anyway on this because 
once again, it's well, let's make an American Ninja movie, but we're tired of those. Um, so let's just make one and not call it American Ninja. I didn't think the concept was unique at all. Uh, well, there was oh, only one American Ninja movie out at the time that this came out. Uh, I looked it up. There were two, but or re- released. I don't. I don't know. It's it's just it's just a generic action film that they had some weird shit in. Um, and I don't think before filming they really thought about any of the stuff that doesn't make sense. I'm only gonna go with a four anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part about this is there's so many movies that came out within a 10 year period that pretty much has this exact same plot this was after some of them and it was before some of them i'm only giving it a three i mean it is generic action film there's nothing crazy here i'm only giving it a three and that's with me bumping it up for one score for the fact that hard target which came out in 1993 is the exact same plot <laughs> Even takes place in Louisiana. The exact same plot. Not not sort of the same. The exact same. It's, it's like they taught it's like they had given uh uh John Woo that his notes. Like you should make a film like Avenging Force. Like, okay, I'll just make Avenging Force. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, no, that's not what we meant. Like I yeah, I'm I'm too late. I'm already making Avenging Force. <laughs> I I'm only going with a four as well. I think uh, I, I think the, the the weirdest part of the film is that it is structured as if it should be a revenge film and becomes like a rescue the maiden movie in the third act. Uh, like the reason he's going up against the bad guys is really to save his sister. It's not to avenge his friend, um, which makes the whole avenging uh, part of the title weird. Um, <laughs> Saving Force would have been a good title. Yeah. <laughs> rescue team. Rescue um, team. Res- rescue dude. <laughs> I, I was also stuck through the whole movie that uh, it's called Avenging Force. And thinking of like Delta Force, I thought it's like a team of people who avenges, which was like <laughs> also messing me so up. Too. <laughs> uh, but uh, four for me is what I'm ended up at. Uh and uh, this film does uh, tick in at 104 minutes, so it gets penalized for running over the Magic 95, which yeah, gives it, it was a long movie. Gives it a final total of 56 out of 100, which ties it with Cherry 2000 and Omega Cup. Fun, fun piece though. Uh, one of the thugs was played by Kane Hodder. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. This is a. Uh... He was one of the guys burned in the uh, in the fire. That was his second fire stunt hmm. ever. Very interesting. Of course, he's got the record for that. Well then, Kane Hodder, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. If people don't know, he was uh, Jason in about uh, six of the films. Yeah, five or six. I, I, five or six yeah. How many I think people have six, seven, eight, Kane Hodder is. So there's always a chance. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll poll the audience or something. Uh, all right, <laughs> Cherry 2000. There you go. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, let's see now. Why don't we do some business? I think it was four. I think it was only four movies. He was. I think it was just six through nine. Because uh, mm, Jason Jason X or ten, that was not him. Was it? Oh, okay. No, it was. Yeah, that was him. It was. Yeah. So that's five. Five. Yeah. But he didn't do. He didn't do Freddy Jason. That was the next one. Freddy Jason's the one which he didn't do. That's right. Yeah. So five. Yeah, five. Um, all right. The uh, uh, we are on Instagram, the Cult Film Showdown. Uh, we are on Patreon at the Cult Film Showdown, where you can support this magical mystery tour we're on, uh, searching for the ultimate B movie. And uh, we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com. Their website is our home, and that's where the also the home of the Octagon, where we keep track of this uh, oh. search that Can is now. Can we rename it after this to the Pentagon or whatever? <laughs> the, the, the Pentagon. Yeah, rename the Octagon to the Pentagon. <laughs> I think I think Octagon is already three better than a Pentagon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we can't we can't change the name Pentagon until I find Brad. That's right. We don't have quorum. Um, we, so you're we continuing aren't, the search next week is what you're that's, saying. That's the, you, know, you know, I I didn't realize until just now, 
that uh, we are a pentangle with one secret member. <laughs> <laughs> and we could pass for accountants. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, well, there you go. Well, <laughs> next next episode of Cannon Fodder, we are talking Hard Rock Zombies, which is absolutely not a Michael Dudikoff action movie. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that and, and I, that should be some very interesting, uh, um, uh, talking. So I don't know if anybody ha- has anything else to say about this wonderful Avenging Force movie, but, uh, but we can, uh, why don't we go and get ready for Hard Rock Zombies? Sound good? All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. So for Jim and for Jack. Give him the rock and roll single. And for. Give him the devil's horn. And for Nick, I am your host, 8th Dance Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the cult film Showdown. It began with a celebration, shattered by brutal violence, until Michael Dudikoff, star of American Ninja, became the avenging force. What have you? I missed. Gentlemen, Captain Madhunter, one of the best agents my department ever had. He's the only one who can oppose a deadly brotherhood. They have a hunting club. A what? A hunting club. Except they don't hunt animals. They hunt men. Bring them down. Now, in the ultimate form of pure savage combat, they are the hunters. And he is the target. In the final confrontation, the deadliest enemy meets the avenging force. Avenging force. When getting even just isn't enough. <laughs>